It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On. 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 Cowboy. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On Cowboys sent you. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. Uh, enjoyed a little... Fourth of July weekend. I hope yours was good as well. Uh, I I was in a city in which uh, uh, fireworks were strongly prohibited because we are in a fire season. Uh, mm-hmm. So of course, what does that mean? The uh, the largest fireworks display I think in the history of the city. Uh, and I was out on my porch at least until midnight listening to fireworks uh, still going from about four yeah. p.m. till about midnight. So. Uh, people are maybe sheltering in place, or they may be uh, using social distancing, but they they clearly were also uh, uh, celebrating, at least in some ways. Yeah, so two hot takes for me came out of the uh, 4th of July weekend. Number one, fireworks are bad. Like, once you see them once, you've basically seen all of, you know, all of them. I mean... It, when you watch fireworks, are you really that surprised about what's happening? It's just, just, it's just I don't know. It's overrated. Also... <laughs> Hamburgers are very, very overrated as well. If you're going to have any 4th of July food, do barbecue, do hot dogs. But hamburgers are just not that good. So, Wow. I just wanted to get the podcast podcast started out there. Scorching hot take in July. All right. So coming up on today's show, we've got some Cowboys news to talk about. Um, So let's go ahead and start there. On Friday, this was like a Friday news dump. Uh, Adam Schefter of ESPN reported uh, that Cleveland Browns tight end David Njoku has requested a trade. Um, and this is something that you could see coming from a long ways away. Uh, banged up in 2019, did not play a ton. Uh, the new coaching staff uh, ha- doesn't seem to love him as they signed Austin Hooper to a big deal uh, in free agency. They drafted Harrison Bryant on day three of the draft. They also have some down-the-roster tight ends they like quite a bit. Uh, so Najoku knows that his time in Cleveland looks to be coming to an end. Uh, the former first-round pick in 2017 is entering the final year of his contract. Uh, Mary Kay Cabot of Cleveland.com reported that the Cowboys may have some interest in Najoku. Mike Fisher of Cowboys Maven says maybe not so much. But I, I want to talk about, first of all, Najoku, uh, the player. It, just are you interested in him uh, for the Dallas Cowboys because we know that the Cowboys did have some level of interest in the 2017 draft. They decided to go Taco Charlton. Um, what are your thoughts here on the, the the Cowboys maybe trying to acquire Najoku? You know, I think a lot of it is going to be about price. You know, I, I've seen a lot of this debate going on, uh, you know, throughout the weekend when this got announced. Uh, 
you know, just whether or not this is a good idea for the Cowboys, whether or not the Cowboys need a situation like this. Um, and for me, you know, I, I, I want to know what the price is because I, I agree that I'm not necessarily trying to make a uh, uh, make a huge splash on on uh, you know trading a, a whole lot of assets for a guy that at a position that we just recently signed someone that we like with right, a lot of right. upside. But I also think that David Njoku is an incredible athlete and um. And you know, I and and I think has a, a whole lot of upside at the position. Um, so I'm again, like I'd like to see, I'd like to kick the tires and see what they're asking for it. Uh, my my concern is also that I'm pretty sure that um, you know he's changed uh, he's changed agents and and I yeah think, he's with Drew Rosenhaus yeah now. Yep. so he's with Rosenhaus and that means you know that he's gonna obviously want a big contract and that makes that less palatable to me, especially after having paid uh, you know. <clears throat> Jarwin, even though Jarwin's deal is very, you know, straightforward and not exactly, you know, breaking the market, uh, I just think you know there's talent there, and I, I'm interested in the upside. Uh, but this is a situation where it's all about what's the price, you know, what's what's it going right. to cost for me to acquire him, and then what's it going to cost me to keep him. So uh, Mary Kay in that report uh, that the Joku wants out, uh, she asked around the league a couple of different uh, decision makers, and the consensus was. The most would be like a fourth round pick, but more likely falling in that fifth, sixth round range, probably closer to a fifth, you know, maybe a uh, conditional fifth round pick. If that's the cost, let's go ahead and split the difference. A fifth round pick, are you interested? So just a fifth round pick? Just a fifth round pick. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I, that's that's I my thought. So. Yep. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, like, I, I definitely understand the. Uh, uh, I definitely understand the idea of, and I'm sure we're going to get into this of, you know, not trying to get a situation where you're forcing a bunch of 12 personnel on the field because you have three wide receivers who you really like, you know. Um, but well, here's here's what makes this difficult. Okay, so again, he's in the last year of his rookie deal, but he had his fifth year option picked up, so that means any team in 2021 has to pay him. The six million dollars, which is guaranteed to him, um, unless there's a, a you know injury, right? I think that's the only way it's it's not guaranteed. So um, you're basically you're getting him for two years. He probably wants to be paid right away. So total, it's nine million dollars over the next two years. Does that help or hurt you at all? Because I, I mean, that's to me, that's nothing. Like that's, that's a four and a half million a season. Yeah, right. I mean, four and a half million dollars for a guy that could you know be upside is tied in one like that seems pretty cheap yeah i mean I th- that all seems doable to me I-, I understand the idea of not like wanting to steal away snaps from your three receiver group but i, I mean you're also trying to you know get talent here mm-hmm. and right i do think that there's something to be said for the a guy who can, you know has that kind of athletic ability and that much upside uh, you know, that's really the kind of guy you want as a tight end to, to, to a large degree. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's, uh, that's right on the line of, I totally understand if they want it to do it. I totally understand if they're just not interested because it, 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 it may, that makes it palatable, makes the, the deal palatable. But, and, sure. and then it comes down to whether or not you just feel like you have what you want in the position already. 
And maybe they decided they would like to just roll with what they've got, you know. But I, I do right. think that there is an upgrade there. That's a pretty cheap price to get a, a, an upgrade. The question, you know, from from there comes what's you know, what's next? What's you know, what's how, how much is he going to want to resign for? Or is he going to be demanding a trade again? If they don't, or want does to he want a new contract as soon as he gets moved? Yeah, yeah. It, all the, all that. Like there needs. I think generally speaking. I'm interested in taking the next step of finding out what what the the particulars are, if they are as as you know as they seem to be, but you know I think that you you could easily see this deal falling apart because you know he wants s- some top of the market deal or you know I, and that's the thing is I don't know that I'm willing to pay him uh, a, a big contract right away just you know even though the the trade deal is is low and it's not a lot of of, uh, of 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 draft capital, I think the thing that makes sure, that draft sure. capital capital palatable is the idea that you could sign trade for him, and then decide not to re-sign him, and then potentially get a a comp pick, comp pick goes yep. somewhere else. So, here's a couple reasons why I would be for it. Um, I'm going to name some tight ends who have been paid over the last two years in their average salary per year. Um, Jack Doyle is at over seven million. Greg Olson at age 35 is seven million. Cameron Brace, the third tight end on Tampa Bay, he's getting $7 million a year. CJ Uzuma, Nick Boyle, Eric Ebron, Jesse James, all getting over $6 million a year. Uh, and again, so you're talking at $4.5 million for Najoku, who is only, again, only 23 years old. Um, we know it takes tight ends a, a long time to break out in the NFL. Uh, so getting a guy who has already had success in the NFL, um, you know, averages over 12 yards of reception. Uh, I, I think that's at least something to consider. But at the same time, the reason why Nojoku wants out of Cleveland is because he feels like he's blocked for snaps, right? He's playing behind Austin Hooper, or uh, at least the Browns look like they're telling him that he's playing behind Austin Hooper. If he comes into Dallas, yeah, I think he's a better talent than Blake Jarwin, but is he necessarily going to get all those snaps instead of Blake Jarwin? I don't know. So in some ways, with the Cowboys having three receivers they're going to have on the field all the time, he's probably not going to get a full-time role here in Dallas where there's other situations out there uh, where he probably could be the every-down starter. And I think that's uh, something to consider. Um, There's also another part of this from the Cowboys side that we need to talk about. Uh, But I wanted to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers for over 20 years They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Their website is incredibly easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always incredibly low. And the same for poor professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box to let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, John Oning, our buddy, was talking about uh, this potential trade the other day. And one of the reasons why he is against it is because the Cowboys do seem dead set on running more 11 personnel and getting out of the 12 personnel. So instead of investing more assets into a backup tight end to run that 12, the Cowboys should be looking to to build their wide receiver core. If you're going to spend a pick, uh, do it grabbing another receiver. Um, I don't think you necessarily need to do that in order to improve this group. I think there's a lot of uh, talented free agents out on the market right now. And Lena, I'm going to list a couple of them to you right now. And you tell me if you have any interest uh, in signing these guys as a Cowboys wide receiver for. Um, let's start with Taylor Gabriel, somebody we talked about on this podcast before. Uh, played pretty well for Chicago over the last couple of years. Uh, can play inside, outside. Is Gabriel, Gabriel interesting to you? Yeah, I mean, I think he, uh, just because of an element, he brings a speed that maybe isn't there with the other guys. Um, and I think he, he can do a lot of those kind of Tavon Austin things you need. Plus also, you know, well, I mean, Tavon does this too. He can also just be a good utility fourth wide receiver who can come in and, and, and take snaps mm-hmm. as needed to, in a rotation and, and not just be, uh, you know, generated snaps, I guess, you know, like, you know, snaps yeah, that are yeah. plays where you're specifically designing to get them the ball. I think Taylor can win enough to create on his own without having to have schematic creations for him uh, occasionally. So I, I think he would be a good situation as, as a fourth wide receiver. Uh, and it, it might give you some, some help in special teams as well. But I, I think you look at, you look at his skill set, and he's kind of a, a younger, uh, you know, m- maybe a little bit slightly more dynamic Tavon Austin right now. Uh, and, and that, yeah. you know, obviously that's a, that's a role that could fit, you know, pretty, pretty snug in, in, in the Cowboys, you know, open roster spot right now. Yeah, we've talked about Gabriel on this podcast before. We're both big fans. Um, he has some injury histories, but has been pretty healthy over the last couple of years. Again, you can use him on the outside. You can use him in the slot. If you need somebody to kind of fill that Tavon Austin role on jet sweeps, he can do all that as well. Um, of all the guys that we're going to mention, I think I think he's probably our favorite. Uh, you brought up Tavon. He's still a free agent. Uh, interested in bringing him back, Landon? You know, I'm, I'm not disinterested. You know, if, if there's no, if there's not a better situation, I don't have hate in my heart for him, and I think that he's shown that he can, you know, play that position well enough, and he can be a good presence in the locker room. Um, you know, I, I think the issue with Tavon has always been about, you know, can he stay on the field, and 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 then more just, you know, a guy who is whose career is kind of being. Uh, marred by his draft position in the kind of opposite yeah. way that we're used to, right? Where he's a guy yep. who probably should just be viewed as as a as a you know veteran uh, wide receiver who's who's kind of a, a traveler, right? Um, yeah. And and I th- I think he came into the league as a top ten pick and as a generational p- college and high school player, uh, and I think that that is actually kind of hurt his reputation in the NFL but I think he is a solid player I think he definitely is can give you a lot of good things as a, a wide receiver for you know again the, the big issue with him is is can he stay healthy 
Yeah, and that's going to be the problem with a lot of these receivers that we're going to talk about. But uh, either one of Taylor Gabriel, Tavon Austin would make sense of as that wide receiver four. Wide receiver four. Um, speaking of injuries, here's another talented receiver with some speed who has struggled to stay healthy over the last couple of years. Uh, what about Paul Richardson, who was really good for Seattle for a while, signed a big contract with the Redskins. Uh, that didn't work out, but now he's on the open market at age 28. Give, I'm sorry, give me the you cut out there for a second. Who was the name uh, again? Paul Richardson. Oh, Paul Richardson. Yeah, I, 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 I thought that's what it was, just based on the description. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 th- I think he's, you know, the, the thing about Paul Richardson is that I really would like, I, I think he's really like a perfect fit, right, for that for kind of wide receiver four. Yeah, because he brings you some speed. They, he, they don't have any speed on the well, outside. And beyond that, too, like, I really think he can do a lot of different things, you know? Like, I mean, I don't know that he's great at any one particular thing, but I think he is, you know, he's got really good speed, and I think he can do a lot of different things, and I think that kind of, uh, that's very mm-hmm. useful. In, as, as in a wide receiver four, you need a guy who can step in and kind of, uh, you know, be a, a guy on the outside who can mix it up as a blocker if you need. Um, you know, I, I just think it was, I just think a guy like this who has some skins on the wall, he's played in a, 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 a run based offense, so you know that he knows how to block and do a lot of the, the kind of scrappy things you need. I think those are all uh, incredibly useful things. So uh, I like Paul Richardson, and I think he, uh, uh, you know, kind of a journeyman as well, but I think that you know he's got the skill set. I think that you're looking for at the position. You know, and, and by at the position, I mean specifically that fourth wide receiver, that you know that that first kind of uh, uh, backup wide receiver who can maybe play a, a variety of different roles and then do some other things as well. For yeah, I agree. I think game. Richardson at this point in the offseason, there's really no risk here. Uh, he's shown that he can start and play well when he's healthy. Uh, if he's your wide receiver four, you're feeling pretty good. Um, a couple other names here. Uh, man, it gets kind of it gets the drop off is pretty deep. But um, Demarius Thomas is a free agent now. Believe it or not, he actually got traded last year uh, to the Jets for a 2021 sixth round pick. So uh, the Jets are still giving up assets to to acquire uh, Thomas. Uh, he was okay last year, ten games. Actually played eleven games, started ten, uh, averaged twelve yards of reception. Clearly not the same athlete that he was early in his career, uh, but in the right team, on the right situation, is that somebody who makes sense, or are you looking to get maybe a little younger there? I think I think for the right team, he, it does make sense. I think what uh, what what doesn't make sense is for the Cowboys just because of the type of mix of players that they have in their first yeah. wide or three wide receivers. I think they need somebody with a little bit uh, more dynamic to their game. Dynamism. Dynam- Explosion? Dynamism? How about that? Dynamicism? <laughs> Explosion to their game? How about that? Yeah. Uh, uh, just because, I, you know, I, I think that it's not that the guys that they have up top aren't explosive. It's just that, you know, explosion isn't the main part of yep. their game necessarily. I mean, I, I, as far as like, you know, vertical downfield explosion, I think that Thomas is just limited in what he can do um, athletically at this point yep. in his career. I think he's still going to be a big target receiver, I think. But I think you have guys who can kind of play that role already in all three of your starting wide receivers. It, it would be good to get somebody who has a little bit more uh, of, of, of speed or just something different in their game. 
than than this. I, I I would like to get in our wide receiver four someone who can do you know a couple different things. Who can be versatile. Who can help mm. you with blocking if you need. But I also want to get somebody who offers something maybe slightly different than the other wide receivers, so that I don't just feel like I'm getting a you know reduced form of the top three if someone goes out and also just because it's good to be able to mix in a guy who can you know give you a different look every once in a while if you if you have someone like Demarius Thomas it's it's really just like hey I'm 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 mixing in a guy who who is just kind of a a slower version of these other guys so uh I I think I want some all right well this next player is a, a little bit of a blast from the past but uh, this is somebody who can do multiple things. Outstanding blocker. Last year uh, was the player of the week in two different weeks. Um, what about Dwayne Harris? He's a free agent right now. Uh, I know he's never been a super dynamic receiver, but still fantastic on uh, punt returns, kick returns. Uh, was a pro bowler not too long ago for his, yeah, 2016 for special teams ability. Uh, can't it, fantastic blocker if you want to use him, you know, in that role that he used to be with the Cowboys, where you would use him on some running downs to to come down and hit some linebackers and defensive ends. Uh, what about Dwayne Harris? Is that kind of do everything wide receiver four, wide receiver five? I'm. That's interesting. I'm on, I'm on board with it. I think if I can get another wide receiver who can give me a little bit what he lacks. Okay, so you let's know? pair because it. Though. Like, what if you have Taylor Gabriel and Dwayne Harris as wide receiver four, wide receiver five? Okay, does that it. make more sense? Love it, love it. Because yeah, totally. Because I think that you you get Harris like you know to do kind of all the dirty work specifically on the blocking. You can use him kind of in a Debo sure. Samuel type role the way that they do in San Francisco. And just have him, you know, kind of being in a reduced split and, and, and cracking on, on linebackers and helping with toss stuff and just as a blocker. I, yeah, I mean, I just – beyond all the fact that also you're going to get a, a, a hell of a special teams player on top of that, and I don't just mean, like, returns. I mean, I think he's can be a, gunner. Can be a, yeah. a great yep. gunner and do everything, play on every special team, frankly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm on board if, if I can find a way to get some more – um, athleticism with with my other wider backup. Wide 2018, spot. he averaged over 14 yards per punt return for the Raiders. Um, they did some different things on punt returns last year. Uh, they were trying to get some more speed, but Harris still a fantastic returner can do both again both kick and punt returns. You can leave him on your special teams units. Uh, he loves to block. He's absolutely fearless. Uh, if you told me the Cowboys signed him to be wide receiver four slash wide receiver five. Uh, I, I would be a big fan of that. Uh, let's take one more quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about Ezekiel Elliott. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon, last fun thing on this Monday. Um, I was comparing Ezekiel Elliott's stats to Emmett Smith to start their first four years of their career. Uh, I actually did it... <laughs> 
to, to be honest, I did it to try to show when I was doing the research uh, how much better of a running back Emmett was to start his career than uh, Zeke. Um, that's not that's not the oh. case that I found out when I was uh, doing the research. Uh, Zeke has played in the first four years of his career uh, six less games than Emmett. I wonder what happened to those six games where Zeke didn't play. Uh, different story. Um, but the rushing yards are very similar. The the yards per carry, very similar. Zeke actually has more total yards on fewer touches. Uh, he has fewer fumbles. Um, he has five total fewer touches of touchdowns. But again, you're looking at like 100 fewer touches. Um, to me, it was kind of eye-opening just how, how good Elliott has been to start his career with the Cowboys. Uh, are these numbers surprising to you at all? You know, uh, we talked about it. I mean, to a certain degree, some of them are, but I have to say they're not that surprising. And and I, and I think you know it's it's for the reasons that you and I just talked that talked about before the show started is that. And again, you know, I know I understand who I'm telling this to. <laughs> <laughs> the you know, the sure. running backs don't matter. This is my this is kind of my argument as to why Zeke does matter to a certain degree is that it's not flashy, you know in. And, and the reason – I understand the reasoning as to why you're surprised looking at these numbers that 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 Zeke is, you know, neck and neck mm. with Elliott at this point in their careers. But at the same time, I think that's what makes him special, to, in my opinion, is that he produces. He just produces, yep. consistently produces at a high level. And if that is his superpower, his special ability – is that he just he doesn't he 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 may fluctuate a little bit but it stays within a pretty you know pretty safe bandwidth pretty safe zone and when he's on the field you're probably going to get you know exactly what you think you're going to get out of him which is uh you know that's not a slight yeah. that's i think if anything that's 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 a high level of production and, and, and you look at the list of these guys that are running backs young, and, and, and your points stand. You know, like the guy that was the leading running back two years ago wasn't on the list this year. And, you know, it, it, it fluctuates yeah. that wildly. But if you look at Ezekiel Elliott, you know, he never really kind of falls out of the top five. Even when he even when he missed six games, he had a ton of rushing yards right. still. So right. I, I think, you know, that's really where Zeke is, is maybe – slept on to a certain degree is that it is not easy in any any position to consistently produce and consistently uh you know answer the bell and 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 put the numbers up that you have throughout your career i mean it's one of the most consistency is probably the most difficult thing to to find in the nfl and and maybe even more so at running back and yet here we are with a guy who you know, if he's on the field, he's finding a way to to produce at that level, which is, I mean, yeah. Zeke's crazy. always his his best traits have been his consistency and durability. I mean, he just doesn't miss time. You can give him twenty touches in a game, and he's going to be the same on carry one as he is on carry twenty. Uh, I've always said that's what's make that's if you're going to make an argument that he's one of the top two or three running backs in the league. That's the that's what I would use. How durable and how good he has been at carry in, carry out. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just think it's surprising. I think Elliott is going to have a, a fantastic year in 2020. I think Dallas would be wise to kind of, um, you know, maybe limit his touches a little bit to extend his career. But 
through the four, first four years of his career in terms of production, there's really nothing you can take away from what Elliott has done on the field. Um, and I guess that maybe means something coming from the most anti-running back person in the world. But uh, kudos to Zeke for a fantastic start to his career. Uh, I and mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does this year uh, in Mike McCarthy's offense. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.